Hello, hello, everyone. This is Hannah Beggs. Thank you for tuning in to Health Talks with Hannah. Hello, hello, this is Hannah Beggs. Welcome to Health Talks with Hannah. Today we're going to cover nutrition. Nutrition can be such a hard topic because where do we start? Can we not eat the things that we enjoy? Do we just have to eat salads all day? Well, Brittany Parham is going to answer some of these questions for us. Brittany Parham, Nutritional Coordinator, Eagle Dining Services. Hello, hello. Welcome to Health Talks with Hannah, Episode 2. Today we're going to be talking a little about nutrition. We're going to cover all of those tough topics, like how do you know what to eat? How do you start? I have Brittany Parham with me. She's from Georgia Southern University. Hey, Brittany. How you doing? Hey, Hannah. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. I just kind of want to start with, let's say we're in the gym, we're working out, and we think, oh, yeah, maybe I should start to eat a little better because it seems to be that nutrition is always the second thought, the thought that everyone pushes to the side because it's actually probably the hardest. The harder of the two because we want to eat you know take out we want to eat all that fun stuff everyone seems to think that they just have to eat salads if they're eating healthy so how would you suggest starting that process um start simple start easy start with one meal a day start with an easy meal that you can transition to so if breakfast is not your thing i wouldn't say let's change to a different breakfast if lunch is your big, big meal that you choose to do during the day, swap it out once a week and do an all-veggie, veggie-loaded breakfast mm-hmm. or lunch, not breakfast, but then do a veggie-loaded lunch with, you know, it doesn't have to be a salad. It can be roasted vegetables all mixed together. You can do roasted vegetables and then turn it into soup on these cold winter days. In the summer, get different vegetables that are in season. So that's really good. Incorporating more fruits, whole grains, things like that. Fuller, longer. Um, if you're going to do a swap out with breakfast, you could swap out and do different proteins. So instead of doing you know, normal pork, sausage, bacon, eggs, grits type thing, you could do um, chicken sausage or even turkey sausage. I've had turkey bacon. Mm. My children love turkey bacon. And we have breakfast and dinner one mm. night a week just because it's easy. So it makes it easier when I know I can give them things that they like. Of course. It's kind of hard sometimes when people think vegetables. They tend to turn their nose up and look the other way. What would you suggest to add those things in but to make them taste good? Because I, I actually love to cook, and you can make vegetables taste good with what you need. How would you suggest starting to try to add those vegetables in but in a tasty way? If you like things like green beans, you know it's a guarantee for you or your family members to eat then I would try and find a couple recipes that are different. Mm -hmm. Um, We used to do, uh, and we're culprits of it, all of us, 
at any given time we'll add bacon to anything because bacon makes everything taste better mm -hmm. but we've transitioned and we've started using vegetable stock okay so cook your vegetables in an actual vegetable stock if you mm -hmm. like your your veggies kind of cooked a little bit more than what you would get at a restaurant or something like that you can test that out and then of course the huge popular things now are the air fryers oh, yes. and you can make kale chips in those you can you know do your air fried green beans mm -hmm. if you want to do that so there's those options just to incorporate more vegetables vegetables that you know your family will eat it's a yeah. lot easier you sit down and say okay these are the vegetables we have these are the ones we like but let's maybe add in a new one and let's all try it. Yeah. And then you're giving yourself more options. Of course. What would you describe as a good plate for a lunch or dinner meal? How would you have a balanced plate? A lot of people, I think, have problems with that portion control. Right. We're eating too much. Right. So you really want half your plate at lunch and dinner to be half veggies. Mm -hmm and then your whole grain, and then the other half is gonna be your protein. Um, if you're gonna go lighter on the protein, so you know, cut it down to not just that, the three ounces is your standard portion size for your protein, no matter what protein it is. Mm -hmm. But if you wanna cut it down and give yourself a little bit less and load up on the veggies, do a double serving of those veggies on your plate, and then go easy on the grains and the protein. Mm -hmm. um, that's gonna balance out your plate a little bit more, a lot of people think, well, you're going to get the fiber and protein from your veggies and your whole grains, mm -hmm. but your or your whole grains and your actual protein, yeah. but your veggies have a lot of that fiber that's filling. If you mm -hmm. eat enough of it, when you go back for those seconds, don't go back for the protein, don't go back for the whole grains, grab another load of veggies. Uh -huh. You know, at, if you're going to go back for seconds, okay. do the veggies first, eat those first. How do you also help limit the amount of protein, though? Because I think a lot of people also say, well, if I just eat these vegetables, I'm not full. This does not fill me up. I think a lot of people do eat too much protein or yeah. even worry about their carbs. Carbs mm -hmm. seem to be a big issue right now. That it, yeah, that <laughs> is, carbs have always been a problem. A lot of people don't know the difference between those healthy carbs mm -hmm. and those refined carbs. There's carbohydrates in our fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And those are the ones that are actually gonna fill us up and make us feel full longer. Um, those are those fiber-rich carbohydrates, whereas when you get them from your grains, if you're eating cake and cookies and all the yummy stuff that we all love and pasta <laughs> and, you know, all these other grains and more and more companies are coming out with different products mm -hmm. and different kind of ancient grains and giving people more options to try, which is great. But, if we don't really understand how much is a serving size and how to get that proper serving size, then that, that can cause an issue. Of course. Um, but honestly, when you're portioning out your meats, because mm -hmm. you specifically asked about proteins, look at the palm of your hand. The palm of your hand is your standard or a deck of cards. That's your standard for your three ounce portion size. Cool. So it's easy, handy, because it's right there. <laughs> so whenever you go out to eat or you're cooking at home or something like that, just kind of keep that as a reference. Like, okay, the palm of my hand is, you know, what my meat portion is going to be for that meal. And don't go over that. You know, if you're still hungry after you've eaten that portion of protein, after you've eaten your grains and your veggies that are on your plate, again, go back to that second helping of veggies. Yeah. Drink a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Pause in your meal. Don't just we're 
we're so used to that go, go, go lifestyle and everything's got to be quick and, yeah. you know, all that kind of thing. Because it's a lot easier to sit in a drive-thru and grab a meal than it is to go home and cook. I mean, I get, I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do I cook? I cook every night for my family. Yeah. You know, so it's important to be able to grow and learn and adapt to being able to do more things at home. But it's those small baby steps. You yeah. don't want to do it all at once. You don't want to go from eating out every night to, okay, now we're only eating at home. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better for you to be like, okay, we're going to limit eating out to three nights a week this yeah. week. And then the rest of the time we're going to figure out, you know, how we're going to eat food at home and what we're going to eat at home. We're going to try new things. Awesome. And guys, if you listened in episode one, when we talked about goal setting, if you haven't go back, because we're talking a little bit about that as well. That starting small, making those goals for yourself, only cutting back that one, that two meal a week, that really helps your accountability. So we talked about carbohydrates. Let's talk a little bit more about what is a good carb and what is a bad carb, because I feel like people just want to cut them out completely, but our brain needs carbs to function, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, And I kind of don't like the labels, good carbs and bad carbs. Okay. Because um, there's not really any just defined bad carbs. Okay. There are ones that are better for you, mm-hmm. and those are your fruits and vegetables and your whole grains. Um, and then the ones that are not so great would be those refined carbohydrates, like the cakes and the cookies. And, okay. You know, so when you're going through the grocery store, obviously your fresh fruits and vegetables aren't going to have a listing for how many carbohydrates are in that. Mm-hmm. But then when you go down the box food aisle, yeah, you can pick up a little Debbie snack cake and look at the box and see how many carbohydrates are in that. Those are those refined carbohydrates. Those mm-hmm. ones are great ones. You know, if you compare a regular baked potato to a sweet potato, the okay. sweet potato has a lot more fiber in it, has mm-hmm. a lot more vitamins in it than the regular baked potato. But if you don't like sweet potatoes, which there's some people that don't really care for sweet potatoes, their option is a baked potato. They're both just as healthy as the other one when it comes to carbohydrates. Okay. And what do you mean by whole grains? So your whole grains, you're going to look, if it's a product that's on a shelf, like okay. bread, you want to look at that ingredient. Mm-hmm. And if it says 100% whole grain, and there's this cute little sticker that's on any and all packaging that says 100% whole grains, you want to look for that. You want that to be there. You don't want the bleached, enriched, you know, white flour. That's not okay. what we're looking for because that's not a whole grain. Um, anything that comes as close to the plant as possible would be your whole grain. The so word natural comes to mind here. Correct. Yes, and a lot of people equate natural and organic to being the same. They're not necessarily one and the same, but they're along those lines of being right along in there with that. That's where you're going to find your whole grains. Okay, awesome. So I guess the biggest issue with, okay, yes, we start small. We know our plate size. We know how much protein we're going to do. It's just inconvenient. It's inconvenient to come home and cook every day, to go to the grocery store. Sometimes it can get pricey, right? These are the biggest complaints that I hear, inconvenient and pricey. So how do we combat both of those things to make it more realistic in our daily life? So when we say inconvenient, is it you need to look at it from a, is it inconvenient from a time constraint standard? Or is it inconvenient for me to be able to buy, you know, let's say we're buying applesauce. Is it more convenient for me to buy the already prepackaged in the cute little container applesauce mm-hmm. 
-hmm. for my children to have in their lunchbox or even me to bring to work to have as a snack? Mm -hmm. Or is it more convenient to have the big jar that I can then portion out into containers for everybody for the whole week? You know, what's more convenient? Um, As far as pricing goes, if if you really look at it, it's kind of one of those things of it goes back to that convenience factor of, yeah, a lot of people think that buying whole fruits and vegetables and having to prepare them and all that kind of stuff, it does take time. But Mm -hmm. you're investing in your health and the health of your family. So isn't that the most important thing Mm than, you know, the convenience factor? You know, and a lot of people want to say, you know, it costs more money to do this. It costs more money to do that. And it does. But Mm -hmm. if you really want that change, it's just like joining a gym and, you know, doing things like that, making that transition from drinking that $2 coffee every morning to making that coffee at home. Yeah. You know, you can cut calories and you cut things like that a lot easier at home and you don't have the hassle of waiting in line Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's just a matter of which would you prefer? You know, do you want to have that extra time? Do you want to be able to, you know, do whatever it is Mm -hmm. with that extra time that you get during the day to care for yourself? Or, you know, do I want that convenience? So it's it's one of those things that you just kind of have to weigh, which is which is going to fit more. Of course. So making sure you really look at why this is important, looking at your priorities and what is important to you and your family. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as far as the convenience factor goes, yes, we can all go through the drive-thru and you can tell me that the drive-thru is a lot cheaper and easier than it is to cook at home. But if you were to keep all your receipts from your drive-thrus all week long, Mm -hmm. unless you're ordering off the dollar menu for every single one, you know, then we're looking at, you know, the cost does accelerate and it yeah. goes up. And the more members of your family that you have that you're feeding that way, you know, that's exponential cost. Of course. You know. So I'll challenge you guys to go and collect your receipts one week for your normal routine. And then the next week, try out to make meals at home, make that little changes and see what the difference is in your price point. It's a little challenge for you guys. What are the tips and tricks that you would say would make it more convenient? Do you like meal planning? Maybe a Sunday ahead of time? Like, what do you think about that? So, I like to sit down during the week and get the grocery store ads that Mm -hmm. are for that, you know, week. And I sit down and we plan out our meals for the following week. So, you know, we have a designated, like, Sunday night is always pizza and salad and garlic bread. And then, because it's a good family night thing, it's really easy for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's homemade pizza. Sometimes it is takeout pizza. Sometimes yeah. it's the frozen pizza. Again, that goes back to that convenience factor. Mm-hmm. And we all are, I mean, we're all humans. So we're all managing and doing things the best way we know how. So sometimes it's, you know, a few pizza nights in a row or, you know, frozen pizza. But we're okay with that because yeah. the rest of the week we're eating, you know, whole foods. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, maybe it's easy. Your family, let's say they love breakfast. And they love to have breakfast for dinner. So pick a night and make that breakfast night for dinner. Yeah. Um, you can do easy add-in veggies. Um, the dish we actually made last night, my oldest son really loved and mm-hmm. wants to have it more often. But it was an egg bake with veggies. And it had onions and peppers. And we put a little bit of bacon in there and cheese. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. He made it up. So I wanted more. <laughs> Those little things of, you know, 
designating a night. It makes it yeah. easier when you're meal planning um, to look at it and be like, okay, Tuesday, Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. Easy enough. And it doesn't always have to be tacos. Mm-hmm. It can be nachos. It can be enchiladas. It can be a taco style bake. Yeah. You know, so branch out and do something different. But if you know what you like, mm-hmm. pick pick a night. Pick a couple nights a week that you can designate, okay, this night's going to be this. This night's going to be this. And it just makes it easier for you. And that makes it cheaper, too, if you're looking at those ads and you're mm-hmm. planning ahead. Because you can plan ahead that way. You can bulk buy that way. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and, you know, if, you, if you're like me and want to do, like, crock-pot meals and things like that, you can do crock-pot meals. And you can double that. And then you can put half of it in your freezer for later. Yeah. I love making crock pot barbecue. And then later on when it gets cold outside, I tend to make Brunswick stew. And I need that barbecue chicken and barbecue pork that I've already made. That's a great idea. I don't have to worry about it. I can just dump a bunch of veggies, Mm -hmm. my tomato sauce, and my meats in there. And then I've got a quick and easy dinner. Cutting down on the food waste, cutting the cost. That's awesome. I love that. So we are going to have to, of course, talk about the dieting. Everyone feels like they're going to have to get on some type of diet when they start their fitness journey. That's always what I hear. What do you think about this diet? This, the intermittent fasting, the planning all of my meals on Sunday. I'm eating baked chicken and asparagus every single day. Like these are the things, you know, I hear. They feel like they can't eat that chocolate chip cookie that they desperately want. So what are your comments on that? I, I like to plan my meals ahead of time. I plan my lunches ahead of time. We and I go ahead and prep everything on Sunday. You mm-hmm. know, and we do the same with our breakfast. Mm-hmm. My children and my husband, they don't like to fix their stuff on Sunday. So theirs is fixed the night before, which is fine. But it just makes it easier for me to be able to just grab what's there and go. And I can eat the same thing every day for lunch. Yes. You know, I know that's a big problem for some people. They don't like to eat the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Totally understand that. I get that all the time. You know, I don't want to have a salad every day. I don't want to have this every day. Yeah. You know, you can do a little veggie box or protein box and do, you know, celery with peanut butter, have some dried fruit in there, do some cheese, you know, have add in a hard boiled egg, apple slices, you know, balance that out with things that are going to satisfy that sweet tooth Mm. because no, we don't need the cookie every day. No. But, you know, having a cookie every now and then is okay. Of course. You know, everything's, everything's fine in moderation. It's just one of those things of us watching and paying attention to it. If we've been thinking about that chocolate chip cookie all dang week, mm-hmm. just eat it on yep. Friday. Go ahead. Have that cheat day. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I understand that. Um, as far as, you know, meal prepping and having everything ready to go for the whole week, you know, if that's something that's convenient for you to do, and you want to do that, go for it. Cool. But if it's one of those things that it's not in your routine, that is something foreign to you, something you don't want to do, then don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. we've had people do fruit and veggie only cleanses. Well, when you get on a fruit and veggie only cleanse, especially if you're not a big fruit and veggie person, you know, things can happen. You know, it can cause blood sugar issues. It can mm-hmm. cause, you know, hydration problems if you're not making sure that you're drinking that water that you need to drink every day. And so, you know, it can lead to blood pressure plummeting and other health issues. And so, you know, before you get on any, you know, restrictive diet or exclusion diet or anything like that, it's definitely one of those things that you would need to talk with a doctor first, you know, because you don't just need to be like, oh, well, I saw this online. Let me try it out because that can, it can lead to other 
things and other issues and other problems, and you know, we don't want that. That brings up the fad dieting to ask your doctor, I guess you're saying, if you're going to try the keto diet, because it works for some, it works for others, or the intermittent fasting. Or even paleo. Yeah. We have people do that all the time. We've had people go on the Atkins diet. We'll have people go on all these diets and they'll come off of those diets very abruptly mm-hmm. and their body's response to that can, you know, trigger all manner of things to happen. You know, we yeah. had people diagnosed with conditions like IBS and Crohn's disease wow. and all that kind of thing and uh, celiac disease after they've been on these really restrictive diets, their bodies got used to not having that. And then when they reintroduced it, it caused that, you know, ramification and now they're having to live with this new thing that they've got to figure out how to eat without having whatever it was yeah and with the bad diets I always find that they want to fix now everyone always wants I want to lose weight now I want to you know what I mean I want to eat healthy now I want to do my keto diet right now it seems to be that quick fix it seems to be more convenient than putting in months and months of cutting one meal out a week or going to the gym two times for multiple months. Right. Um, A lot of that with the fad diets, you know, they work, like you said. It's a quick fix. It works in the initial, and yeah, that's great, but it's not always the healthiest for you. Yeah. And it's not always long-term sustainable. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing, you know. You're going to see, you know, that quick weight loss and all that kind of stuff. But if you can't sustain that over a long period of time, it's not going to continue to be that quick weight loss. Of course. You know, it'll happen. You know, if you decide to do a one-week fruit and veggie cleanse, great, awesome, wonderful. Try out new veggies. Try out new recipes with those. You know, if you want to do that, great. Yeah. But keep in mind, whatever results you got from that one week, if you continue to do that, you know, you're not going to always get those same results every time. Of it's course. like, you know, you don't go into the gym every day and do the same exact exercises because after a certain period of time, you hit a plateau and you're stuck. Yeah. You know, you can't move. It's the same thing when it comes to dieting. You've got to not know that, you know, if you do a fad diet or if you do any of these types of diets that you're going to hit a plateau and you're going to get frustrated and it but at the same time that's when you make a different transition you change up something else in that routine whether it be that exercise and the diet or change one first see what results you get and then alter the other one you know it's hard to do a big change all at once Mm -hmm. it's even harder to do multiple big changes all at once you know they tell you not to make big huge you know, life-altering decisions back-to-back-to-back for a reason because that's hard on our, you know, mental health as well. Of course. So when would you suggest, let's say someone is making New Year's just happened, Mm -hmm. New Year's resolution goals, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to have a better, healthier self this year because a lot of people, I guess, have realized this past year that health hasn't been a priority like it should be. So a lot of us are starting to focus more on that healthy side of ourselves. So they get in the gym January. They start their fitness routine. When should they start sprinkling in this nutritional side? When should they take on the tactic of nutrition, which honestly in some ways is more important than the fitness side as a fitness, like everything over Mm -hmm. here saying it. Right. Um, 
I would say when you're comfortable. When you're comfortable and you know you have that support system, not only for your fitness routine, but when you know you're going to hold yourself accountable and continue to go. You know, you can, and I have a great support system of women that we all send each other Snapchats every day after we get done at the gym. And it's like, you know, it's silly, but it's one of those things that keeps each other accountable. I mean, I have two of the ladies that I have in this group are states away from me now. They used to live here, but now they're states away. But we always make a point to when we get done with that workout, we send a quick snap. That way we're holding not only ourselves accountable, but we're that support system to hold each other accountable. And you can do the same thing when it comes to your food. Uh, If you want to change one meal a day, start with that lunch after that great workout that you had to just refuel your body for the rest of the day. And then, you know, before you eat it, snap a picture of it. Be proud of what you have for yourself, that you're putting this great nutritious food into your body because you've done all this work. You know, And no, it's not going to be overnight. No, you've got to be patient with yourself. Big things don't happen overnight when it comes to diet and exercise and all that kind of stuff, it has to take time Yeah. and know that, you know, if you hit those plateaus, figure out a way, talk to someone like yourself or myself that can help and aid, you know, in figuring out where you're stuck. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're stuck and you think it's diet related, okay, well, let's sit down. Are you still having that $2 cup of coffee in the morning yeah. or have you switched to, you know, making it at home or have you switched to a different drink? Are you still drinking sodas during the day? Mm-hmm. Because can we swap out one soda a day for a water? If you need the fizzy bubbles, there's tons of sparkling water options. Mm-hmm. If you like the flavored waters but don't want the fizz, then they've got the flat water options. You know, or even doing your own infused waters at home. Buy a pitcher and they've got the infusion pitchers where you can put the fruit in them and all that. So good. They've got water <laughs> bottles that can do that too. You know, instead of just doing the pitcher and having the same flavor, you can bring fruit with you to work and swap it out during the day. If you get tired of one flavor, go to a different one. Of course. There's many, many options. There's ways to make it fun. So on that note, what would you suggest resource-wise to spice up your veggies, spice up all of your nutritional things with the water? I like to go to Pinterest myself, but it gets kind of hard to weed out that nutritional side and like what is really good for you and what are we just adding like sodium and all of this extra artificial flavorings that we don't need my biggest um because i love pinterest too um (laughs) but my biggest place that i would go and send people for for resources is my plate myplate.gov they have graphics you can look at to know how to balance your plate they'll show you how to do your plate throughout the day of like Mm -hmm. breakfast lunch and dinner and two snacks you know the difference between having those three giant meals in a day versus having the three smaller meals and two snacks I mean Mm -hmm. if you really like to eat I'm going with that I'm gonna eat five times a day and I can have three small meals and two snacks versus someone over here that they're time constraint and they can only have those three set meals a day, you know, so those three set meals can be bigger. And so they have a lot of good resources, a lot of good recipes, things you can utilize. That's awesome. So just going to myplate.gov, you can find a ton of different resources and just kind of figure out how can I add those things in. I personally like to cook with 
herbs, just fresh herbs from the grocery store. And that can add so much flavor. Add a lemon to some of your things. That can add a lot of flavor. And that's more of a natural alternative to me going and buying a sauce or something artificial to put on your food. You can even, I mean, even cooking with like chicken stock and veggie stock and beef stock, buy the ones that are the low or no sodium at the grocery Mm -hmm. store. Don't have salt. You know, wait till you get to the table. Take a bite first. Take yeah. two bites first before you add any kind of salt or pepper or any spice or seasoning like that. Try it the way it is. If you don't like it, add those herbs first. Yeah. Cook with those. You know, you can find on Pinterest, you can find resources and recipes that are no salt added. Mrs. Yeah. Dash and McCormick both have no salt mm-hmm. added shaker blends mixed already. So it takes the guesswork out of it, and even on the back of it, it tells you what it goes good on. So, you know, to make it easy for those people that aren't big cooks, that don't really know, you know, and then there are people that know, and they like one thing. So, like, a lot of people like citrus on their fish or on their seafood. Of course. And then there are some people that can't stand it. They're like, I don't understand why people (laughs) put lemon juice on shrimp or fish, and they're just like, it doesn't make it taste good to them. And that's one of those personal preference things. You know, you're not going to know unless you try it. And if you don't try it, then, you know, you can't really. You'll never know. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. What would you send home for everybody that's trying to start their thing, trying to add those small little changes? Maybe they're snacking a little bit better. Maybe they snack too much. What is one main phrase? or goal that you could set would be a good way to start? I would just be patient with yourself. I know it's going to take time, but one of the main goals would be start small. Okay. That's, that's important to start small. Know that, you know, if you want to swap out that snack, you've got to have that afternoon snack and you know, and you, you want it, maybe you want it to be sweet. Okay. So let's do, you know, some almonds or nuts with some fruit if you need to have it where it's convenient, if you've got a job where you're outside or you're moving around a lot and not near a refrigerator, do dried fruit, mm-hmm. do nuts, get the roasted unsalted, Ooh. you know, because they do have that as an option. You don't always have to get the salt covered ones, the flavored ones and all that kind of thing. Um, you can even flavor them at your house. You can yeah. roast them at your house if you get just the raw one. So, and they have those little kits, you know, at the grocery mm-hmm. store. Those little, I think they call them protein packs, mm-hmm. right, from Sargento. Mm-hmm. You could go and pick up a and little And they have snack. the sweet versions, and they've got the savory versions. The exactly. sweet versions, they have the yogurt chips, they've got the chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of those things, if, if it's convenient for you and you're okay with paying that price, then go for it. Yeah. But you can also make those on your own. Of course. By getting the big bags of it, you know, over in the baking aisle, get your... Mm-hmm. Um, unsweetened chocolate chip yeah you know and then you're you're still getting that sweet you're still getting but it's not all the extra added sugar and things like that of course sometimes I guess it just takes a little bit more time and effort but you can make long-lasting changes that are a little healthier for you absolutely well great thank you so much Brittany for everything that we've talked about today I hope you guys got a little bit more insight about nutrition and ways to start and how to go forward with this. Please comment below. Send me some messages. If you have anything else that you would like for me to talk about, I can always bring Brittany back if need be. She's pretty close nearby. Thanks, guys. Until next time.